Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. Let's clap those hands together in the joy of the Lord. We stand if we can as we turn our attention in this worship experience to Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse number 18, reading down through verse number 23 in the New Living Translation. You find these words recorded, the message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are being saved know that it is the very power of God. As the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intelligent. So where does this leave the philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters. God has made the wisdom of this world look foolish. Since God, in his wisdom, saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom, he has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. It is foolish to the Jews who ask for signs from heaven, and it is foolish to the Greeks who seek human wisdom. So when we preach that Christ was crucified, the Jews are offended and the Gentiles say it's all nonsense. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. I want to come back and zoom in to verse number 21. Since God in his wisdom saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. He has used our foolish preaching to save those who believe. Hallelujah. Getting to know God. Getting to know God. During this era which we're now in, there are different ways in which we can navigate ourselves to connect with others. In the younger generation, they have the ways that you now can meet people online through different apps that help to bring about their, you finding individuals who have like interests to you. Of course, you, no matter what you do, whatever the, your atmos, whatever your route, you need to saturate it in prayer. Our danger comes when we do not, are not led by God and whatever our decisions might be. Of course, we realize that in this particular 
passage, this first chapter, as Paul writes to the church at Corinth. And he's laying out here how important it is, how important the gospel is in our lives. Every believer has the full assurance that God stands by his word. Every believer has the assurance that that which he has written and put together in the Old Testament comes true in the New Testament. Words which have been indeed inspired by God, impact made upon our lives. We are better because of our relationship with the Lord. We are grateful for the fact of somebody introducing us to Jesus, letting us know that we do not have to stay in a dark place, not that we will not deal with dark things, but we have the assurance that God can indeed see us through. Getting to know God. Getting to know God is not something that we do once a year, once a month. But getting to know God is something that I'm doing on a daily basis. Daily, I read the word. Daily, we pray. Daily, we are seeking the will of God. And why? how can we seek God's will without knowing God's word? God's word that needs to be implanted into our lives, not just for the purpose of articulation, but this is the very thing that leads me from one degree of grace to another. I'm getting to know God. Get, getting to know God. How can you say that? After I've been walking with the Lord all this time, but no matter how long you have been walking with the Lord, there's still, there are still things you don't know. You don't know them. That's why we look at it in the New Testament as we hear about the mysteries of God, things that I don't understand. Whether it's a balloon from China, whether whatever is going on, there are things I do not understand. Cancer and health issues and all the kinds of drama, the phone calls that we are having to fill. But we realize that God has given us the assurance that there is nothing handled too hard for us. Getting to know God is being consistent in my worship. Getting to know God is being able to articulate my testimony. No test, no testimony. Sometimes we are going through our tests so that our testimonies might be strengthened. I'm getting to know God, and I'm grateful for that very fact that whatever questions that I have, I do not want to be found outside of the ark. You realize that when Noah was building the ark, there were those who looked at him, mocked him, made a joke of him. But when it started raining, they would have rather been inside than outside getting to know God. That's what we look at as, I, as we investigate those words of Scripture. Since God, in, in his wisdom, saw to it that the world would never know him through human wisdom. We would not get to know him through our human wisdom, but the only way I'm going to get to know him is through the preaching of the gospel. 
I'm grateful for those who are able to stand tall week after week and declare in a bold way that God is real. That are able to stand in spite of the challenges. And every time they minister stands, it is not always the easiest thing to do, but we do it so that persons can get to know God, getting to know God. That's why I pray that prayer to look past me and look at and listen for God. And we thank God that God can show up and show out. The first myth, the first point that I need to share with you in this morning experience is the message of the cross is central, yes, to someone getting to know God. I must keep Jesus at the center in this era where we now live when you have a you have churches where you cannot find the cross. But not only can I not find the cross, you have crossless preaching. You have preaching that is taking place where there is no mention of the cross. It is more of a motivational speech. A, that they give you tips and tidbits of how to deal in terms of relationships. But you've got to look at the very gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel of Jesus Christ is understanding that you, we've got to deal with things that might make us uncomfortable. Sometimes we need to be made uncomfortable. And the reason why we need to be made uncomfortable is because God is trying to stretch us. He does not want you to be satisfied, as I said the other week, satisfied with mediocrity, satisfied as Ralph Douglas West preached a sermon about living beneath the blessing line. You've got to make sure that I don't want to live beneath any of the blessings that God potentially might have for me. And so the cross is something that is essential. We make no apology for it. And I, and I thank God for every minister who can unashamedly lift up the name of Jesus. I'm thanking God that I heard somebody say it this way. That really is the only name that matters. The name of Jesus. A, the fairest of 10,000. Prince of Peace. A, I'm thanking God for everything. A counselor, a mother, a father, whatever we need for him to be, Jesus can show up over and over again. The message of the cross has to be something that is central to getting to know God. I've got to keep Jesus on the center. And if you have Jesus in your life, it will show. It will show. I, yes, there's something. You will meet people. You'll say it's something about them. Yes, it is. It's something that's working on the inside of me. Something that is inspiring me. Something that is challenging me. I'm thanking God that I keep that at the center. The message of the cross is central to you. And whether you're listening online, wherever you are, keep on lifting up the name of Jesus. You're not lucky, but you're blessed. You are a child of God. God is indeed breathing on your life. I have wind assistance because of the power of God. And I'm thanking God that every day I'm getting to know him, getting to know him over. And the way you get to know God is through a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm thanking God for that relationship. And that's why we can get up early this morning in this sunrise worship 
and understand that God is the same God, the same God who allows the sun to rise, the same God who is able to hang up the stars, the same God who is able, yes, to put water in the ocean, the same God who is able to see us through whatever the challenge. And here we are in the beginning of Black History Month. And oh my God, what has brought us through as African Americans has been the power of God. I'm thanking God for our ancestors who were knowing how to pray. And that's why you got to read some of these great books that we have in our bookstore, books like 1619. You've got to read these books that are able to help see how we've had to navigate through life and through all the things, whether it has been now all the time since the March on Washington. Yes, now it has been some 60 years and they will have the march this summer. Yes, I heard it the other day where they're going to go and they're going to march. But look at all the things that are going on in this world. It was such a travesty to see what happened down in Memphis, Tennessee with folk who look like us. I'm sorry, Gary Clark. I'm, I, yeah, we, have to, we, we have to look. They look just like us and some of them wearing the same colors that you wear all the time. But here they are when they're going to beat a man to death and my God, and he was an innocent young man. He didn't even weigh my, they said he weighed 150 pounds. They beat him and and beat him and beat him and, and and matter of fact beat him so much that he was calling for his mother two blocks from his house. My God. And now and, and back in the day we would have we would have never thought that someone who looked like us would do something like that. But you need to know that because they are your skin, they're not your kin. They might be your color, but they might not be your kind. you got to understand that some people have had their minds co-opted by the world. And you know that that's what God, that's what Satan wants to do. He wants to co-opt your mind. Hear it, those brothers, I'm sure their parents did not raise them to be able to do something like that. But look at what has happened and here they will spend the rest of their lives and they should behind bars if they're going to be there with the same people they put there. Oh my God. They got they, they there are some folk over on the other side who are well waiting to throw them a welcome party. Do I have a witness here? Oh, those big strong brothers gonna be turned into somebody's boo tomorrow. Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, you yeah, you thought you were a tough guy on the other side. But we have to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got folk who get our education. We get the things of the world. We get all the kind of things patting us on the back. But my God, you got to have the power of Jesus in your life. I thank God no matter who you are. 
And I know, let me, let me, let me be equal opportunity. Even when those young men got shut, shot on that bus in, uh, going back to the University of Virginia, the individual who shot them wears the same colors I wear. And we had to strip him too. But I've come to tell somebody that you got to realize the reality is that there are a lot of people around the church. But it's not just enough to be around the church. You've got to have Jesus in your heart and Jesus in your life because there are some people they can quote scripture but they can also cuss you out. Do I have a witness here? They can speak in tongues but they can also speak in some other languages that you don't want to hear. But I'm thanking God that how we've got to keep preaching the gospel. That's why I don't get tired of preaching the gospel because folk need to hear it. I see people coming here. And I said, I thought I was coming to a funeral, but it sounds more like a revival. Oh, because I approach every time I get to this pulpit because I know I've got to lift up the name of the Lord because I don't know whose life is going to be impacted. Now we're living in this global world that even as I'm preaching right here on Sheriff Road, but that message is going throughout the world. You got persons who will pick it up later on today. They didn't want to get up this morning, but they want to find out later on what was going on at Highland Park. But I'm thanking God that the word of God, it cannot be stifled. The word of God, it cannot be a yes put in the back room. But I'm thanking God that we can break out of wherever we've been and do what God wants to do in our lives. Well, the next thing that you need to understand that human wisdom number two alone cannot navigate you through the most challenging situations. I know you smart, but you can't navigate your life. I thank God I need somebody. I need God to help me to navigate life. Things can do be too heavy for us, but nothing is too heavy for God. I thank God I'm looking out among this congregation and I see some walking, talking, living miracles because you've seen miracles happen in your life. You've seen God show up in your life. You've seen your prayers being answered. You, I thank God that he is able to interrupt and to intercept the pain that could have come your way. I'm getting to know God and I'm thanking God that as Paul is writing this particular letter to the church at Corinth. Corinth was a place where all kinds of things were going on. A whole lot of sinful things are taking place. And so Paul wants them to know that no matter how smart you are, you can know all the things about Socrates and Plato. You can know all the, the many languages. And even Paul said, I can speak many different languages. Matter of fact, I can speak in a way that is high and lofty, but I'm not trying to impress you. I need for you to understand that the very word of God can come into your life. And when the word of God comes into your life, that is something that is a joyful moment. That's why we can get up in the morning on a Sunday with it cold outside. But I'm coming to the house of God to lift up my hands. I'm coming to the house of God to give God praise. I'm coming to the house of God. 
devil, you're not going to keep me home. You're not going to steal my joy. Because when I think about the goodness of the Lord, I got to give God some praise. I don't, I, I might not be a praise dancer, but I can get my dance on. I can lift up my hands. I can throw back my head and give God some praise. Human wisdom human wisdom. Paul said it. It's not going to help you to navigate your degrees are not going to help you to do it. Thank God you got them but it's not going to help you to get from where you are to where you need to be. You need to take that human wisdom and have an anointing on your life. What is the gospel? The cross is foolish to those. It is foolish to those who are headed for destruction Ah, but we who are being saved, being saved. What are you talking about being? I thought I was saved, but the Bible says being saved because there also is a word because one thing they don't do in preaching today is they don't spend time talking about doctrine and one of the doctrines of preachings is the word sanctification. Sanctification is something that is progressive. Sanctification is something that happens on an ongoing basis. That's what we saw those who are being saved. When I get to heaven then I'm going to know what perfection looks like. But as long as I'm wrapped up in this human body, I got to deal with human things. I got to deal with all of that. And that's why I got to keep on going back to the house of God. You took a bath yesterday but that had nothing to do with today. You had, you yeah, do I have a witness here? You had a meeting yesterday, but that doesn't mean you're not going to be hungry. Oh, I'm already, I, don't, I didn't walk down the hall this morning, but typically I, I enjoy walking in Highland Park on Sunday morning. I can smell the breakfast. I, my God, but I'm thanking God that you have to, un, you, but I had breakfast yesterday, but my yesterday breakfast does nothing for my today stomach. Do I have a witness here? And so you've got to understand, I've been to church how many times this I don't care how many times you've been I gotta keep on coming back here because every time I come into the house of God the Lord gives me something new and gives me something fresh every time I open up the word of God the Lord is speaking to me in a different way I'm thanking God that we're not talking about a dead gospel but we're talking about a gospel that is alive I'm thanking God I didn't come to this church that we would have folk in here sleeping and tired and lazy and not energized, not fired up. If you're my God, when you think about what the Lord has done in your life, you can't have lazy worship. You can't come to church, my God, looking down. I got to look up. I got to look to the hills from whence comes my help because I know my help comes from the Lord Paul said it looks foolish but you are headed for destruction but I thank God that in that 19th verse I will destroy the wisdom of the wise the words of Isaiah and discard the intelligence of the intelligent some folk are too smart for God I don't need God anymore that's the society
associated with living in now the New York Times had an article a couple of years ago that is talking about the rise of black atheism. Atheism, black atheists. They are there's a rise of folk that who will you will ask them what church do you go to? And they and they will say boldly, I don't go to church. I, I don't believe in organized religion. I, I, I get tired of Negroes talking. I don't believe in organized religion because if you don't believe in organized religion, what you are really saying, you do not believe in the word of God because the word of God does talk about organized religion. It, it says forsake not the assembly and you've got Negroes walking around. I get my, I, I, I'm going to say it that way because we got a church even in our community say, if you come preach for me, don't use the word Negro. My God, that's why you don't, they don't invite me anymore. Because you have to understand that sometimes you gotta, you gotta bring it to where folk can understand it. There are Negroes who walking around trying to act like they are above the church. Like the church is now something that's passe, something that is yesterday. But when you have that problem, you need for somebody to come into that room, lay their hands on you, pull out some oil and pray and pray for a miracle. Do I have some people in this room who believe that God can still do miracles? He's a miracle working God. And so, my God, I'm going to deal with all the things. You can be as smart as you want. That 20th verse. So where does this leave philosophers, the scholars, and the world's brilliant debaters? God had made the uh, wisdom that this, of this world look foolish. There's another word. Let me throw out another word to you. And that's the word apologetics. Apologetics is not apologize for the word of God but apologetics is being able to boldly stand up and talk about your faith we need more persons who are not going to be ashamed of the gospel we got so many yes my God there are prosperity preachers out there that they think going to preach like everybody's going to ride a certain way everybody's going to walk a certain way do I have a witness here it was even a program the other day on Law and Order on NBC, but you have to understand that the Word of God, it can prosper you, but it might not be in your bank account. It can prosper you because I, yes, because I had a good night's sleep last night. You know when you're having a good night's sleep when you don't even know what day it is. Uh, my, I was sleeping so good that I had to scratch myself. I said, what day is it? Then finally it hit me. It's Sunday. You got to get up and go back to the church and lift up the word of God. But I was in such a deep sleep. But I think about the word because the word of God can bring rest into your life. The word of God can bring peace into your life. That's why sometimes all kind of hell can break out all around you. But I'm looking to God who is able to see me through any and every situation. Oh, I 
I feel like preaching this morning. I might have been in a deep sleep, but when I woke up, I said I woke up with my mind stayed on Jesus. I'm thanking God. But then not only do I look at all of that, but then I can thought, number one, the message of the cross is central to someone getting to know God. Number two, human wisdom alone cannot navigate you through the most challenging situation. But then the third thing is, is that the word of God inspires a reaction. My God, the word of God ought to stir you up. That's why when I read the word of God, it helps to get me stirred up. I'm thanking God when I come to church. It's like coming to a pep rally because after I leave, I'm ready now. Whatever kind of things are going to come my way, I got my assurance. I like that song, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. In other words, it's a, it's a preview of a coming attraction. I'm thanking God today that we've come into this house to give God the praise. We've come into this house to lift up the name of Jesus. And every time we lift up that name, somebody gives encouragement. Every time we lift up that name, we can see folk turn around. Every time we lift up that name, we might not see the crowd coming to the altar, but something is happening. Something is moving. Something is transpiring. Something is taking place. When I lift up the name of Jesus, do I have a witness here? And that's all we got to do is keep on lifting up the name of Jesus. No other name like that name. Thank you, Lord, that when I call that name, I feel so much better. When I call on that name, I know I'm better. Do I have a witness here? I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Pity my every groan. Do I have a witness here? He will fight no battle. He will take care of you because every time I turn around, he keeps on blessing me. Hallelujah. 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 Has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? Is he keeping you alive? I'm excited about the day. Excited about tomorrow. Excited about 2023. I, 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 I love him. Yeah. 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 You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I love you, I love you, I love you.